You are listening to episode 13 of the God-Centered Mom podcast, an interview with Rachel Ann Ridge. You're listening to the God-Centered Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom of four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it harder than it needs to be by putting myself in the center of things or even my kids. I forget to place God there and be led by His Spirit. I also tend to forget that I'm surrounded by God. He goes before me, he walks with me on the hard days, and he comes behind me when I make a mistake. So each week I'll interview someone new and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to the God-centered mom podcast. I am thrilled to be able to have a new friend on the show. I met our guest, Rachel Ann Ridge, at a conference that I hosted last summer. And Rachel was so sweet to offer her services to make the facilities look amazing. And she was just really wise with how she chose to decorate the place. And then her spirit was so uplifting and sweet and kind. And I've just gotten to know her um, over the past year really well. And um, you know, the kind of friend that now you have each other's phone number. So I'm very excited to invite um, Rachel onto the show. Welcome, Rachel. Rachel, sorry. Hey, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. And Rachel is an artist, designer, writer, and mom of three grown children. Now, Rachel, will you tell us about your children? Sure. Um, all of, all three of, the, of my kids are now in their 20s. Um, my oldest uh, two daughters are uh, 27 and 25. And then, um, and they're both married. And then I have a son who is in college who uh, just turned 20. So yeah, it's hard to believe that they're that they're all grown up, but um, they are. Where so. does he go to college? Uh, he is at Texas A&M. Oh, uh, that's yeah, what I hear yeah. people say. There you go. Somewhere, somewhere he got the math gene and he's, he's uh, becoming an engineer. And I will just say he did not get the math gene from me. Yeah, I mean, none <laughs> of the words that I use to describe you included engineer or math. Artist, nope. designer. Okay. So you have two girls two years apart and then a son five years later. Right, right. So how was that? I mean... I know some people choose, oh, I'm going to have kids every two years. Was that your goal? I mean, was it a surprise? Were you thinking of having a third? What's the story with the third? Now, uh, we had some major life interruptions between the girls and Grayson. And, um, you know, I I knew of that, or we knew that we wanted to have three or four kids. And, and um, we just had some job situations and health situations that just sort of, um, you know, fit right into that space. And plus, um, having two, uh, kids two years apart, I was a little bit overwhelmed. So I wasn't ready for that third one, um, you know, for several years. And then, um, of course we were, we were delighted to have, um, to have a boy and, uh, and having a space in there was, uh, I loved it. He was, uh, just my little buddy and about the time that both girls were in school, he was, um, you know, in the baby and toddler years. So I really had a chance to kind of elongate that, um, preschool time, um, maybe a little bit longer than, um, than normal, but, um, it, it was a great period of time in my life. Well, I think it's awesome. They're perfectly planned. Exactly how they yes. are. That's not right. a mistake. Not a mistake. Now, um, I know I gave you fair warning, but uh, on the God Center Mom podcast, we usually ask moms coming on 
about any kind of humbling stories, times through motherhood. We all know motherhood is a sanctification process, getting us more Christ-like and making us aware of how limited we are. So um, I gave you a tiny bit of warning that I was going to ask you that question. And so in your motherhood story, um, I know you got to spend time home with them and you had two girls real close together. And so was there any time in your life where you got to the end of yourself and you realized, I can't do this without God? Uh, Well, like I said, pick one. There's so many that, you know, it's all a little bit of a blur. But, um, you know, I, I think we had um, both Tom and I came from um, Christian homes. And so we did have a good foundation um, to begin with. And I'm really, really appreciative of that. And, um, you know, it just reaps a lot of blessings. You, you do things that... Um, um, kind of come instinctively, um, but then you have uh, kind of a false sense of of confidence mm-hmm. that you're going to uh, have this awesome family, and the kids are going to, of course, be well scrubbed and <laughs> obey, and you know, be to bed on time, and um, you know, no matter what your background or your foundation is, you're you're really unprepared for. Uh, the tantrums, for the disobedience, for the messes, mm. for, uh, you know, for just how um, short your fuse can be. And um, I I think that uh, probably, I, I think back to maybe about the time that Grayson was two, which would put um, the girls, you know, plus five years uh, on top of that, that I just, we both just kind of looked at each other and went, uh, this isn't, this isn't going the way mm. we want it to go, and um, we need we need some help. And um, right about that time, our church was offering um, some parenting classes, and um, and so we went through um, several parenting classes together. And and those um, doing that together, I say, was um, one of the very very best things that that we did as a family because it just it got us onto the same page it really made us talk about our spiritual values and what we wanted our family to look like it helped it helped us to really shore up those areas of um you know disobedience and mm. um and getting to the point where we really could enjoy the children as much as we wanted to and um so i i really kind of point to that time of life as really getting us onto the right track and, and recognizing that that no matter how uh, good you think you have it you still need help and you still have to throw yourself upon you know the mercy of the lord and the wisdom of those that have gone before you to um to help you well i think that's so. that's exactly where, like the sage you just said so your son was 2 your daughter's 7 your other daughter's 9 mm-hmm. and that's like right where mm-hmm. we are and we are and you like, know you just have those attitudes, those attitude issues that you're just like you know i am not prepared for this yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, yep. and and I really do struggle. I'm like, I really want to enjoy this. I really do, but I'm really not. Like, yeah, I want to enjoy the yeah. two-year-old, but the tantruming and throwing things, and I'm struggling to. So, was what was the course yeah. name? <laughs> Can I get a name? Can I get a number? Because <laughs> we could. Well, and it may have changed. It may have changed. Um, we did growing kids God's way. Okay. Yeah. I've heard um, of that. Yeah. 
and um, and it, it was like an 18 week. I mean, it was pretty pretty intensive. And you know, there were some things that that we didn't use, but there were just a lot a lot of things that that really just made a, a, a gave us a firm foundation of, of establishing our parenting on um, on respect and honoring and and really just seeing that um, parenting as a process and. Um, you know what you do with a two-year-old is not what you do with a twelve-year-old or a sixteen-year-old, mm. and you know, and just being able to embrace that and and realize that um, you, you don't have all of the control that you you know that you wish that you could, but yet God's grace is there every single day, and um, you know He really does meet you where you're at. That's really good. It's always a humbling experience, no matter what. So. Ugh. Yeah, that's all I can say. I think that's and it's just encouraging to hear. I think one of the reasons I like to have moms who have grown children on is you've walked the the journey so far. I did have a guest on who yeah. had then had issues with grown children, but I think mm-hmm. um, just to get we are it just feels like a really long road until they are on their own, and we desperately don't want to mess up. <laughs> like we just don't. Well, I. Yeah, and and you know, I I really valued um, having friends who had older kids, who um, who would say things to me, "This too shall pass," mm-hmm. and um, and really help me. You know, I'd be obsessing about, "Am I, you know, am I ruining my kids because you know they won't eat their broccoli, or because that we're fighting about bedtimes, or you know, whatever the case is?" And they just kind of you know put their hand on my on on my shoulder and say, you know what, it's going to be okay. Don't, you know, don't, don't make mountains out of molehills, pick your battles and, um, you know, and just lighten up a little bit. And, you know, and I think that's, that's a message that we, you know, we just need to hear that, it, that it's going to be okay. And, you know, and God's grace covers a multitude of our, what we think is a failure or a, a shortcoming in our parenting. Um, you know, God's bigger than all of that. Yeah. So when I think that I, I I think I try so hard that I end up sabotaging everything. So Mm -hmm. I'm wanting to do it right so badly that I put so much pressure on myself that I don't enjoy it. And then, then I'm actually sabotaging it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, uh, it's in the wanting to do it all perfectly that I'm not doing it perfectly like that like if I could just take a step back and like lighten up a little bit like I I really struggle with lightening up a little bit (laughs) well you know the great the great thing is is that um as your kids get older and you ask them what you know what kinds of things do they remember um you know they they don't remember any of the angst that you were experiencing Mm, that's good Um, they don't remember that you were trying to make things you know, enjoyable and perfect. They'll they'll remember some of the oddest, strangest things, and you know, <laughs> treasure those. You know, they'll they'll say things like, "Oh, remember how we used to make cookies in the kitchen?" Or remember how we used to, um, you know, one thing that we always did is we'd we'd have um, milkshakes and popcorn and watch movies, um, mm. and that's just one of their very very favorite memories. And you know. We always think, oh, I didn't do that often enough. But even the things that you do just kind of hit and miss, those are precious and priceless. And, um, you know, they they remember those things. They they don't remember that you, you know, that you messed up. So Well, that's good. <laughs> take, take, 
Bert. That's good. That's how, you know, how many hours on the counselor's couch are they going to spend? No. Uh, yeah. Okay. So with, you know, you said you did the Growing Kids God way, God's Way, which I think is really a good idea just to get on the same page. Cause yeah. Oh, even, yeah. I mean, my husband and I grew up in very similar homes, but it's amazing how different they still are. And, you know, it would be sometimes we see things differently as far as. Yeah what to do and we each are responding in the way we know and so to get on the yeah. same page I think that's huge and then as mm-hmm. far as you like when you're did you struggle with anger or frustration with your kids or like what did you have like a a go-to uh, <laughs> pitfall with your kids that you just um uh, needed God uh, more for I don't mean I know for me it's uh, anger oh, I I'm definitely have the anger thing going so I need yeah. I need God's spirit for patience, but, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You well, seem so like but... sweet and calm. I can't imagine you getting angry. <laughs> I know. I know. I'd like you to think I'm like that all the time, but, mm. um, I was absolutely horrible with the, uh, tantrums and the, and crying with mm. the, um, preschoolers. Yeah. Um, when they throw themselves down on the floor and foam at the mouth and, you know, scream <laughs> about not wanting to put their shoes on, you know, or, or what, whatever, you know, you look at them crossways and they're next thing, you know, they're, screaming about it um i that just made my my blood would just boil instantly and i would just get so angry um so i i really i did really struggle with that with that in particular mm-hmm. um you know and i'd read all the books okay uh walk away you know do do all the, i tried all of it um, you know, thankfully they, they really do grow out a lot, out of a lot of that stuff. Um, of course, anger, uh, you know, when they have, um, attitude issues, I think that's probably the, um, the hardest thing to deal with, um, as your kids get older, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things come out and, um, y- you know, you just have to walk away, <laughs> yeah. cool off, ask for wisdom, you know, bite your tongue and, you know, and try to, um, uh, deal with it in a positive way, but um, yeah, those are those are probably my two biggest areas that I struggled with. So, did you have a time, you have a time that you that met you with God? Met with God. Um, I I have been really terrible about having set times. Um, I am a wing it kind of gal. Preach and, it, preach um, it, preach it. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. I, I value my sleep. Um, I, I'd sleep to the last minute and, you know, if it's, if it's sleep or eat breakfast, I'll take sleep every single time. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of a big believer in pockets, um, finding little pockets of time and, um, having my Bible and notebook handy, having it at my bedside. Um, I like to crawl into bed at night and use that as my, um, devotional time or, or my reading time. Um, you know, I, I just admire the people that can, when their kids take naps, they're they're like, oh, that's the time I get my Bible studying done and I do BSF and, you know, all these in-depth things. And I'm like, seriously, it, once that baby is down for a nap, I'm taking my own nap. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was not really very good at you know, using that time constructively. So, and I'm still like that. And I think, I think God's okay with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's why I asked that question of all of my guests is because I know how I do it and how it works for me. And I know how a couple of other people that, you know, but 
I think that it's good to see there are godly women who do it in different ways. And a lot of it's personality, a lot of it's scheduling, a lot of it's season of life. Um, I mean, all of that. Yeah, all of that. Like if, you know, you and I were talking about we're more like we're not so much write it down to do list kind of people. We're very reactionary. And like as it comes towards us, we deal with it. So it's harder to, you know, maybe be organized and. Yeah. And, you know, you you, you can't beat yourself up on it. No. uh, uh, About things like that. Um, There and like you, you mentioned seasons of life. And I mean, I could probably. Um, you know, name five different seasons of life. And, um, and there are times when more structure uh, works well, and I need that. And then there are other times when, when life is so full, um, and you're going so many different directions that really the, you know, the best that I've been able to do is to um, snatch moments here and there. And, and, um, and really, uh, you know, I will tell you, Driving in the car is one of my biggest best times to. That's that's the time that I use to to pray. Um, if I have to run an errand um, and I you know have the luxury of being by myself, um, I rarely will listen to the radio or to anything. But I use that time to um, to think, to um, you know meditate on scripture, to pray. So driving in the car is one of my really best times. That's great. That's a good tip. I think those are. I think. Having the Bible available by the bedside, driving in the car, those are great, great ideas for yeah. getting God-centered. So, okay, we talked about your humbling. We talked about your centering. Now, I would love to ask you, what if you could do the whole thing over again? <laughs> what, <laughs> what would you do differently? We'll start with the negative, and then we'll go to the positive. What would you do differently in your mothering? Oh boy, um, I that's a that's a hard one. Um, I really consciously um, try to take to heart what older mo- mothers would say to to really enjoy and embrace um, the moment or the season that you're in, mm-hmm. um, and and it's not easy to do that. And I I think that there were times, particularly. Um, as my kids got older and I was juggling um, a, a, this art business and having to be on job sites and race home and pick up kids from school and get dinner on the table and go to church and go to youth group that um, I was just kind of anxious to get that season over with mm. and be done with it and move on and um, it, rather than just realizing that it's a it really is a very brief season it it is just a few years and then and it really is gone um so i think if i could do it over again i, I would um maybe take fewer naps <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh just you know keep keep that in mind to to really enjoy and savor um each each moment because even in the even in the hard um seasons there are um, things that you can miss when you're anxious to just move on to the next thing when you're just, you know, you're just get so fed up with the obnoxious middle schooler and you're just like, oh, please just grow out of this stage mm. when there are so many things that are really, really beautiful and precious um, and you never get a chance to go back to. So that's what I would do over again. Yeah. I mean, that is so on Wednesday nights we have church and um my boys go to choir and then I meet like 
in this secret room, the like bride's closet, <laughs> with some other moms, a lot of who homeschool, some don't. But um, and we go around and this there's this like chart they use to talk about feelings, and each person takes a turn and talks about what they're feeling, which it sounds like total chick stuff, right? Like we yeah. sit around and talk about our feelings. Yeah. But um, I realized I never really stopped and like felt what I was feeling. Like she said, you can't say yeah. that you feel tired because that's not really an emotion. I was like, oh, okay. okay, so what can I say if I can't say tired? So it's like, you know, list fear and then under that it will have anxious or whatever. And then it's like right. all the different ones. Uh-huh. And people are going around and they're like, I feel joy and I feel joy. And I'm like, almost everyone said joy. And I was like, oh my gosh. I don't think I ever feel joy. What is wrong with me? I'm not feeling joy ever. I'm feeling anxious and frustrated and guilt. And like every other emotion on the chart, I have felt that day. But I don't think I felt joy. And I was like, oh, no. Why am I not enjoying this? I am not enjoying motherhood at all. And so like even coming home, I was like, realized I wasn't actually tuning in to the times when I was smiling or I was enjoying a moment. Like I, they just kind of happened and I moved on instead of, like I noticed the times when I felt angry or I noticed the times I felt guilty or like I really tuned into those emotions, but I was not tuning in yeah. to the fact that I felt joy. And I think that that, oh, wow. that I bet that a lot of moms feel the joy wow but miss it in the racing or miss it in the overwhelming of the guilt and the shame and the fear and the anxiety. And so that to me was just like eye opening that I, that's huge. I think that's huge. That if you can just tune into those, I mean, it's almost like Ann Voskamp's 1000 gifts where you're like being thankful. And I think that brings you joy Mm -hmm. because you're stopping to notice the things that are good. Yeah. But I almost think even just stopping to notice that you're feeling an emotion that's good. Um, yeah. I think yep. then then when that's you look right. back as they're grown, you can say, yeah, but I don't have any regrets because I did stop yeah. in those times that were yep. good and I acknowledged them and didn't raise past. You know, I, I think that's so good, Heather. Um, you just being just kind of being present in in the moment and stopping to um, – you know, take note of it. Um, it there's something about that because yeah, we spend a whole lot more time uh, on the on the negative emotions and trying to figure out what what's not working and why you feel angry, why you feel guilty, and and then we move right on past all the good stuff. Sometimes and our mm-hmm. you know our our days are so full and we're juggling so much. But um, you know there there are pockets and moments of joy, and they're all around us. And uh, sometimes you have to make them. Sometimes you have to look for them. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you have you know seek them out. But um, but that's that's really really good. So okay, there was that. That was negative. Now we're going to go to positive. Since we're talking about focusing on the positive, what was one thing you felt like you did really well with your kids? Um, I think that. I- I really enjoyed them. Um, I, I think that as they as they got um, older, especially those um, upper elementary, middle school, high school years, um, kids are so funny, and they say the funniest things, and their outlook on life is just 
you know, it's just brilliant. And um, you can miss that when you're, you know, you're in the car, you're going and, you know, pushing, pulling, trying to get things done. And um, so I really think that um, one of the things that I, I did best was um, to look at each child and, um, and see the things that brought them joy and try to do those things with them and enjoy those moments um, with them. And, um, and I think that's why as grown kids, we or even, in, you know, in high school and young adulthood, we have great relationships. Mm. Mm. So you really connected with each child. Oh, yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Well, you, you, well, you know, you just look for those things that light up that particular child, you know, mm. for one, it might be, they like to have you like my son, he used to just like me to be in the same room with him and watch him play with his blocks or color or, you know, I didn't have to do anything, but just be there with him. And so he was definitely one that um, enjoyed quality time and and that stayed true Hmm. all the way to all the way through all of those years. So it just helps you to, and to enjoy and, um, and that makes for some really great memories. It's kind of like the love languages thing. You're kind of definitely tuning into how they feel love and, yeah. 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 And they're all so different. That's what's, you know, that's what's really cool. You know, you, same mom and dad, same family, <laughs> and they're all just wired so differently. Yes, totally true. Okay. So how is it now that you are the youngest looking grandmother? <laughs> <laughs> how is it seeing your, your daughter do this now? Like she's raising a daughter, right? A daughter? You have a granddaughter? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, she, uh, my daughter, oldest daughter has uh, a almost nine month old. And then my second daughter is expecting a baby this summer. So mm. I'm, you know, I, I'm just now I'm like, okay, y- y'all just have babies, bring it on. Cause I think <laughs> this is really fun. Yeah. Um, it, it is really, uh, I have to say it's so gratifying and, and um, it, Every single day, I, ju- I thank the Lord for for His grace and for His bounty, um, and seeing uh, and your kids have children is something that you always think that's what old people do, and that's <laughs> what <laughs> um, you know that's way off in the future. Um, but the day really does come, and when it does, and you just see how ready they are for it, and how great they're doing, and and kind of reliving some of the same struggles that you had at that stage of your life, um, it's just an incredible blessing, and um, it, it's what you work for, you know. Mm-hmm. It's what you, it's reaping the blessing of of all the the years of hard work, and, and you know, and just seeing what God really can do in a family, and you know, I just believe that God is, um, he delights in our families and he's so much bigger than what we can hope and dream for them. And, and, um, you know, just seeing the fruit of that is just, it's mind blowing. That's awesome. And I, I really, I mean, I can notice just via Instagram. That's how I know these things really advanced. (laughs) Yes. I I try to be be selective about how much I Instagram pictures of the grandbaby because I I don't want to be that. No, you're not. So (laughs) you're not. No, I just, I can, I can just tell that you have a close relationship with your daughters and that is special. You mean that's that. It's priceless. 
That's great. And did you feel like, were you close to them during those elementary, middle school years because you, like you said, you tuned into what they liked? Could you, Were you like a best friend or were you just, you were just loving on them in the way they felt loved? You know what I'm saying? How they say you can't be your kid's friend. You have to be yeah. their parent. Yeah. But were you, yeah. it sounds like you were the parent, but yet you were loving them well to yeah. them. Well, I think when when kids get into the um, middle school and high school years, your your parenting style really does have to change. And hopefully, you you know, hopefully you've established um, some good groundwork in the early years, and and you're working on a a basis of mutual respect. Mm. Um, but I think you, you know, you, even in your, in your discipline, because you, you will always be having to discipline, but you, you come at it from an angle, not so much as a um, disciplinarian, but at like a coach mm, maybe because good. they're, they're, they're in the game and you know, you, I guess w- one thing I really um, try to tell other parents is that you you should not fear um, experiences that um, cause them to fail or struggle or um, be disappointed um, because those those are things that you you want to have happen while they're under your roof mm-hmm. so that you can help guide their response to those things and help them um, you know navigate real life issues so mm. we um, you know we hate to see our kids um, try out for things and not make the team or be treated unfairly by a teacher or um, you know hear language that we don't approve of uh, all of those things and, and rather than just you know shutting them down with a speech or going in and trying to fix it um, that's really the opportunity that you have as a parent to just um, to talk about those things and and just say you know what are what are your options how do we respond um, how can we do this better um, because they're going to be young adults in really in just a, a matter of a few years and if they've never um, had to deal with some of those difficult issues without your guidance then you know it, you don't know what you're going to get so um, yeah you do you do parent differently as they as they get older but but we shouldn't fear those things those are you know you just prayerfully move forward and um, you, you never really feel completely confident but I feel that if they're um, if they know that you are for them you're on their side that you are their biggest cheerleader they're way more likely to come to you and and ask you to help them deal with the issues that they're dealing with. I think that's so, so, so wise. And um, I just love your approach to this whole mothering thing. That's why I wanted to ask you on because I just sense it and and your attitude and just um, how you interact with people. And then I can kind of Mm. get glimpses of it, like I said, through the very amazing social media of Instagram. But just, I just, I mean, I think that that is totally it. Sometimes we can put us against them and this like, I've got to make you behave or keep you from the worst evils ever. But I think to know that you're on the same team, that you're on a, you're the coach on the same team, um, trying to help them live the best life. I mean, that's, that's a discipler. So I think that's great. Yeah. Oh, well, I just, I just so enjoy, um, talking with you and, you know, and just seeing what you're doing with your boys and, um, the ages that, that they are right now, you know, you're, you're in a very, very busy, um, 
physically exhausting um, time of of motherhood, and um, you know it, it. It's just it's a pleasure for me to be able to say to you and to younger moms just to you know to hang in there and and to just know that the Lord is He's for you. Mm. And he's on your side and he's giving you daily grace and, and um, you know, daily strength to um, meet the needs of, of your children. And, and just the fact that, you know, you are, you are your children's best gift. Mm. And, um, and you just, you should never forget that. They're, um, they will go through life and know that you are always, um, you always have their back that you are doing your very best for them. And, um, you know, what greater gift can a, can a child have as they go into life than to know that their mom, you know, isn't perfect, but, you know, but loves them and supports them. So I, I just see what you're doing and my hat's off to you. I think you're doing an awesome job. Oh, I'll take that encouragement and I'll enjoy that. I'm going to relish that. I'm going to keep listening <laughs> to that over and over yes. again. Oh, that is so good. Thank you, Rachel, so much. I have really appreciated having you on, and I hope you all have been encouraged by her wisdom and um, her little nuggets. I'm gonna, I've am i written down all kinds of notes to put in the post to go alongside this. So be looking for the show notes that go with this um, at GodCenterMom.com. Thank you, Rachel, and I look forward to getting to see you in real life again. I know. Thank you so much. I love you, Heather. Oh, thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the God-Centered Mom podcast. I hope you enjoyed our guests as much as I did. And if you're looking for resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. I want you to know that God is just as present at your kitchen sink as your church pew, that he sees your service and he is pleased. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you and he will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.